This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. After resisting calls to resign, apologizing for her comments, and promising to take anti-Islamophobia training, post-secondary education minister and MLA for Coquitlam Millardville, Celine Robinson, is stepping down at a press conference 90 minutes ago. Premier David Eby says Robinson's belittling remarks were incompatible with her remaining in cabinet, uh, although she will stay in the NDP caucus. Here is Premier Eby. The reason for this decision is that over the past few days, both Minister Robinson and myself have been reaching out to the many communities that have been harmed by her remarks uh, made on a panel uh, that she participated in to understand how to make things better. When you hurt somebody, you need to reach out to them and try to figure out what the best way is to reduce the harm and address the hurt that has been caused. Now, Robinson is stepping down over her remarks that modern Israel uh, and how it was founded. Uh, she was speaking to an online B'nai B'rith Canada panel last week. Her comments surfaced on social media, leading to, of course, mounting calls for her resignation by pro-Palestinian groups and many others. Take a listen to those comments that she made on that panel in regards to how modern Israel was founded. They don't understand that it was a crappy piece of land with nothing on it. it you know, there were, you know, several hundred thousand people. But other than that, it didn't produce an economy. It didn't have, it couldn't grow things. So that was a reference to uh, the land uh, that uh, angered many organizations. More than a dozen British Columbia mosques and Islamic associations uh, did send a letter to Premier Eby calling for Robinson to be removed from her role. And I do want to say that earlier today, she also tweeted out a statement basically saying that uh, she would be taking anti-Islamophobia training uh, courses to deal with the hurt she says she has called. And prior to that, she did apologize. Joining me now to talk about the situation and this fast-evolving story is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief and Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Keith, Richard, welcome. Good to be here, Jess. Uh, let's start, yeah, uh, let me start with you, Keith. Uh, your thoughts on this? Uh, some have said it was the right thing to do. Others have said uh, Premier Eby should not have gone this far, that uh, he is reacting to a mob, a social media mob, and it shouldn't. he shouldn't have done what he did. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, anytime a cabinet minister resigns, it's big news. That's certainly the case here. This is very unique, though. This did not come as a result of the elected political opposition demanding a resignation, demanding that a minister get fired. In fact, the opposition has gone completely quiet on this, with the exception of a couple um, members of BC United and former members of BC Liberals going on social media expressing support for Robinson. So this is very much an extra-parliamentary opposition, unelected, um, taking to the street, basically uh, protesting outside uh, an NDP caucus meeting today, planned protests outside a council fundraising meeting. So this is a very unusual resignation where the political opposition played no role in this. And it's also amazing how fast this moved. So on Friday, there was sort of a, an apology, and I got a sense of protectiveness talking to NDP caucus members. But over the weekend, as the social media 
airways were filled with protests from a select few groups. The pressure that MLAs were picking up, I think, became quite noticeable. And by last night, I was certainly texting with MLAs, uh, getting the impression that a resignation was coming from Selena Robinson. So again, a very unusual uh, turn of events and how this all unfolded. And it's a little concerning, too, when you allow social media basically to amp up, I think, uh, something to happen to the point of uh, of quite seriousness and resulting in a minister being forced out, again, not by elected representatives, mm-hmm. but by unelected people. Uh, Richard, your thoughts on this? I mean, there were protests outside uh, the cabinet meetings. Uh, there were uh, threatening protests uh, at uh, present and future NDP fundraisers. Uh, what do you think of all this? I mean, does this send uh, does this send sort of a message to the political class that uh, that perhaps you have to be even more careful in regards to what you say? You're trying to have an open dialogue, and maybe the comments were inelegant. I would I've said that already, and she shouldn't have said them. Absolutely, or she was wrong. But what does this say about the broader conversation and you know elected officials it may be even you know would, would, he, would go out of their way now to, to not say what needs to be said all the time like you'll be quieter you'll be more careful with your words does this not send a chill to a certain degree i think it does for sure i think there is a standard that has been created here where politicians will be more reluctant to speak their mind i think it also reminds politicians that they should focus in on those issues that they can really control. And -hmm. when you move away from those issues you can control, uh, it opens up wider room for criticism. And I was convinced, like Keith was, that this largely was driven by an online social media movement until I spoke, you know, 15 minutes ago with leaders in the Muslim community Mm -hmm. who penned that letter banning the NDP for mosques. And the sense I got from those conversations was there was legitimate hurt in the Muslim community over these comments and a reflection that if Selena Robinson is truly going to understand the hurt that she has caused here, Mm -hmm. she needs to take time to reflect upon that. And being in cabinet is a busy job, takes up a lot of time, and there would be no time for true reflection and true learning if she did not step away. And I'm not convinced, if it was only reflection through social media, I believe that Selena Robinson would still be the Minister of Post-Secondary Education. But because the Muslim community came out with this letter and said, you are not welcome in our community spaces, our mosques, until you show meaningful steps i.e. a resignation in learning and moving forward, mm-hmm. I think that ultimately pushed this over to the point where we've seen this resignation. Uh, Keith, uh, Richard raises a very good point in regards to the fact that, you know, a few days ago it sounded, looked like the, 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 the government, the party, would be supportive of Ms. Robinson. Uh, how much of this do you think even the Premier and the staff were rather shocked by sort of the vociferous response over the weekend? Uh, and I guess partially... Politics will play a role in this, that you're heading into a legislative session, you've got a throne speech, you're not too far from election. You kind of have to eye that a little bit and say, do we really need this noise? Well, Richard raises a good point about the letter from the from the mosque uh, was a game changer. Um, but I still think that social media was, was amping up to the point that was certainly the talk um, over the weekend, but the letter amplified that even further. And I think a critical piece of this is the fact we're in an election year. We're, you know, six months away from the campaign. 
And if you're suddenly going to get dogged by protesters and be shut out of an entire um, community, religious community, that's problematic in a campaign. I mean, those protesters could have dogged David Eby's campaign, leadership uh, um, election campaign, mm-hmm. uh, through, uh, through an entire campaign. Not what a leader wants, uh, not the best look for a leader to have. So I think election timing was also a bit of a factor here. But a lot of things came together very quickly, I think, and um, just uh, reached an untenable point for Selena Robinson to continue. Uh, Richard's right. I mean, it's a full-time job, and you've got to give the impression, if you are sincere in learning about something else, that's got really nothing to do with your ministry. That takes time to do it, and Mm -hmm. uh, she just didn't have the time as a minister. Uh, My final question to you, Richard. Uh, The opposition, as Keith said, uh, was relatively quiet beyond, I think, uh, uh, I think the Green Party certainly spoke up, their members, uh, but certainly in BC United, the official opposition and the BC Conservatives stayed away from this. So what does this say sort of in a broader sense in regards to those two parties and the government itself? I mean, how do you think things will look moving forward uh, with all that's transpired? Yeah, I think it's a changing dynamic. I think this government is much more willing to listen to what they hear in community rather than what they hear from the opposition. The opposition historically has represented those voices in community that feel unheard, but through social media, through good stakeholder engagement, governments can hear those voices themselves. And before the opposition raises it as a concern, this government has proven that they can respond. And it really sucks the air out of those attacks from opposition. And I think in part is why we're seeing what we're seeing in the polls, where the NDP are doing things the public is not particularly happy about on healthcare, on housing, on affordability, but they are showing an effort to respond, to react, to learn. And that's why we're seeing this gap where the public is saying, I'm not happy with this, but I would like to reelect the NDP. I I think this issue uh, is representative of all of that. Heard concerns from communities, reacted, and now they're moving forward uh, based on those concerns. Uh, Richard Key, thank you. All right, take care. Thanks, Joseph.